Welcome to Kicking It Local. I am your host, Johnny Kecko, and this is a podcast all about the football community in South Australia. And today I am joined by a a respected person in the South Australian football community. He's played 490 games as a goalkeeper and has just knocked up 100 games as a coach as well at Playford Patriots. I am joined by Ben Moore. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, mate. Pleasure to to be on here and a pleasure to obviously host you down at Playford. It's good to be down here at um, Ramsey Park. It's a nice trek up here for me, but um, now I'm here. We're sitting in front of the uh, the trophy cabinet here at Playford Patriots. It's heaps of trophies all uh, in there, displayed in there, and one of those belongs to you as well as your in your first year as coaching this club. Yeah, yeah, it does, mate. We were happy to add one back um, in that first year I coached in State League Two. Um, yeah, we'd like to add a few more, but yeah, it was nice and a very proud moment for me to be able to add you know a trophy to the club. That's um, an incredible achievement for you to do that in your first year as head coach um, of Playford. The well, first full year. You got plans to add more into into that cabinet? Yeah, no, definitely. We're a very proud club down here. You know, the northern suburbs is a fantastic catchment area for for players, and you know, our ambition and our drive is continue yeah. to you know to be successful. And yeah, I'd like to add a few more into in into the cabinet during my tenure. A hundred games as a head coach is a is a big milestone to achieve, um, but that's not the only milestone you've achieved in your career as well. Four hundred and ninety games as a player. What was that like to reach that moment? Yeah, it looks uh, obviously a very proud moment to be able to to look back when you, you play your first game and you start your career, you, you don't know where it's going to end up and how many games you're going to play. But, you know, as you get older mm. and as you sort of progress and as you retire, you know, you look back with, with a lot of pride on what you've been able to achieve. You weren't born here in Australia. You're from Wales, um, migrated here at age of four. What was that like? Do you still have much roots back in, in Wales? Yeah, yeah. So all my family still live back in the UK. Yeah. I was lucky enough to go back and visit about three years ago, just before COVID hit. So my children got to go back for the first time. So they okay. introduced them to my nana and, you know, my aunties and uncles and cousins. So, yeah, no, it's fantastic to, to be able to take them back. But, yeah, very strong um, roots still back in Wales. And you've you've been a coach. Uh, so you, you're a coach now, but you were a goalkeeper when you are playing days. Your dad... Also, uh, a goalkeeper. What was it like um, having your dad there, and did it, was there much uh, of a inspiration there from from him? Yeah, look, you know, my dad was a goalkeeper. He never, you know, made made me playing goals, or he never intended for me to go in. But as you know, most um, kids, they you know, they idolise their parents. And I idolised my dad, and he was a goalkeeper, and sort of just followed into his footsteps. So um, yeah, he was a huge impact. Uh, had a huge impact on my career, and he played it. Elizabeth City, um, now Playford back in the day. So, yeah, I've definitely followed in his footsteps. And there is a picture of him on the wall behind me as well. Yeah, those. yeah. So when we first um, arrived back in 82, yeah, he, he found um, Elizabeth City as his club. And, yeah, there's a few pictures of him um, as the goalkeeper here. And I think he went into coaching for a season as well. So he, um, he was the assistant coach for the first team. So, yeah, there's a few mm. pictures of him up there. That's uh, cool. Proud history here and celebrated. Um, but you... Got your roots here in the northern suburbs. Um, you've lived here since you came. Your family migrated from Wales. What's it like growing up in the northern suburbs? We've heard a lot of stories from people, especially people like Jimmy Barnes that grew up in in uh, Elizabeth. Yeah. But what was it like for you growing up in that? in that area yeah look like we found our place like in terms of you know we we settled um out here as i said my dad played here so we we're there's a lot of expats living in the uk um from the uk at that 
at that time. So a lot yep. of, you know, Welsh, Irish, Scottish, um, you know, so you always find your people and, you know, find common ground. So, um, you know, at times it was tough <laughs> growing up and, <laughs> But, you know, it just sort of makes you the person that you are as well. So I don't regret anything. Well, I want to talk about your career in um, playing, your playing career as a goalkeeper. 490 games. And also want to talk about later on in the, in the podcast as well about John Onegas. He's a, a mate of yours. He mentioned you a lot when I interviewed him in a previous episode. So I want to get your side of the story and a couple of things um, that he mentioned about you uh, and his time here at the Playford Patriots as well. <laughs> yeah, no, but yeah, I listened to that podcast and uh, I'd like to put the record straight on a few things. So, yeah, look forward to that part of the chat. Yeah, we're going to, yeah, definitely need to chat about that. And he's creeping up on you because you're, you're third on the uh, all time play, uh, games played in South Australia. Um, Jonathan Fusco is on 554 games. You're on 490, you're third. Um, that milestone, you mentioned you um, wasn't something you always achieved, uh, went out to achieve, but. Once you achieved that, was what was it like to to knock it knock that up those games up? Yeah, look, I always you know wanted to be the best. I only you know um, strive to be the best, and I got to that four ninety. The, the last game that I played was the twenty sixteen grand final, Adelaide City Campbelltown. So you know, it almost was a fairy tale ending. You know, yeah. like to to play for such a long period of time and then to end it in a grand final. Um, you know, like it's a proud achievement, you know, it, it would be prouder <laughs> and better if I could rewind that, you know, that loss. Um, but it is what it is. So, yeah, to play 490, you know, it's a huge, you know, achievement. Um, yep. But as I say to people, you know, just play for as long as you possibly can. And, you know, in hindsight, maybe I should have, you know, continued to play for a little bit longer. But, you know, happy overall. How old were you when you retired? Just I was around thirty-eight. Yeah, so, so still like, still not too not, not a bad age for a goalkeeper. Yeah, super age, you know. Like, but I was still you know quite fit. Obviously, I'd play still in the Premier League. I, yeah. When I came to Playford, you know, they were down in State League Two, and you know, I thought about becoming a player coach and you know being able to influence the, the side in that way. Um, it was probably only the last you know two years or so where I've gone like uh, I'm not sure if I could still play, but I jump in at, with training with the boys yep. sometimes just to you know prove a point to myself and maybe to them as well that you know how hard you have to work in order to be successful. So you're not like Jono that you just sub yourself on if uh, you need to. Well, I'll need to if he starts to <laughs> to catch me, mate. I'll have to uh, I have to make sure that I stay well ahead of him. So. He's not far off, or he's a little bit. He needs a couple more seasons under his belt before he can get there. But he did mention he might go into goals to try and prolong his uh, career as well. So is that right? Every, everyone's a goalkeeper until you're in there, mate. It's a, it's a lot harder than it looks. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine that. But uh, Adelaide City, you mentioned you played in the grand final um, as your, la your last game was Adelaide City, Campbelltown. Adelaide City is where your career started, age of 16. Yep. Do you remember much of that first season? Um, yeah, the first season was good. Like I, I joined the club and back in those days, the NSL was, you know, their number one team and the state league team um, was their second tier team. So Joe Mullen had just retired from, yep. from the NSL. So he was our head coach um, and, you know, there was a, Majority of young boys, Johnny Fusco was in there, um, you know, Michael Peroni, Stevie DeJuve, like they had a lot of, you know, boys that went on to play a lot of football in South Australia. And then we, you had, you know, people like Ange Costanzo and that's dropping yep. down at times as well to play a few games and add some experience. So, yeah, good, good season for memory. Um, and then in 2006 is when you won the treble. Um, what was that like? Because pre-season cup, the Federation Cup and the Super League all in one. What was that moment like for you? Was that one of your... Um, fondest moments 
Yeah, I think so. You know, I guess that's what you play to do. And mm. someone always said to me, you know, someone will always have um, an opinion on how you play. Like, you know, some people think you're decent, some people think you're, you're brilliant, some people think you're rubbish. And, you know, when you start to win things, no one can ever take that away from you. Yeah. I've always, you know, been proud to be able to go, okay, yeah, well, you know, you're rubbish, but I won that, or, you know, whatever their opinion is. And when you start to win things, you know, it is, it's the proudest moment of your, your career. And when you do it with a group of boys, that we had there, you know, were fantastic to each yep. other and, you know, huge, huge, you know, strong memories and we still have group um, WhatsApp chats and, you know, like you bonded for life. Yeah. So, um, yeah, That's cool. absolutely fantastic days. What are some uh, the other, other memories that stick out for you for, during your time at Adelaide City? Um, so, yeah, we won four championships in a row there. So I think 2005 would have been the first one, yep. maybe. Like, I don't know my, my history and my data so well. But um, I think the first one for me, you know, we beat Raiders an extra mm. time and no one had given us, you know, any chance to win yep. know, that season. Um, it was just, you know, phenomenal. And again, you know, like to... I remember everyone celebrating at Highmarsh and I just sat in my goal for, you know, 20, 30 seconds. I just wanted to absorb that because that mm. feeling then will never get taken away from me. Um, you know, and when you've worked so hard in order to, to make a grand final and then to win it, um, yeah, like I still remember that memory vividly. So talking about Highmarsh Stadium, um, it's a, a great ground where the grand finals pl were played there for a very long time in the uh, the state leagues and MPL um, and... Uh, Always played there because it's the home of football. You also had a, uh, an opportunity to go to LA United around 2009 period. Unfortunately, you never made a debut for the club. But what was it like being a part of the the, um, the club and being on the bench for um, a professional side? Yeah, no, it was look, it was a fantastic experience. I um, I'd sort of, you know, gone to the UK like maybe two years before that. Um, there was an Ian Rush soccer school out here, and they came to watch um my game, and then yeah. you know they flew me back. So I got an agent at that time, and went back for a little period there to play back in Wales, which was a huge honour. And then when I came back to Australia, like in South Australia, um, John Cosmina was the coach of Adelaide United and you know um, asked me to come mm. out and be an add-on sort of player for the whole season. So that season was, you know, fantastic to be around that environment and, um, you know, all the players. It was, you know, the fans team at that time so there was a huge buzz and huge excitement around the A-League and mm. um, yeah it was you know Romario got to be my teammate That's <laughs> cool. during that thing and I still you know <laughs> tell the story to the boys that he said no goalkeeper go on goal like, <laughs> and um, he took 15 penalties against me and I didn't get near one of them like it's you know I stood there and like you know waited for him like oh, I go wow. early but yeah he he after about 10, I said enough, and he's like, oh, one more, one more. But, yeah, it's um, he just kept scoring. So, But those experiences, you know, like I look back on That's cool. very fondly. So even though you didn't get to play for LA United, you got some, one of the most like memorable moments there is with Romario. That's that's an incredible um, uh, achievement to be able to play with one of the best in the world. Yeah, it was just to be around him, um, you know, and it was funny, his last game, I think I was on the bench for Adelaide United and, you know, all the boys had brought in, you know, their shirts and soccer yeah. balls and everything, getting, getting him <laughs> to sign everything. So, you know, for, you know, I guess he's just a huge icon in, in football. It, that was a good moment. I do remember that period when he was at the club. I was a, a fan then. I was just starting to become a real diehard Reds fan in that period. And I remember going to the airport to meet him 
um, and get his signature. It was a it's a huge thing to have a player like that in the A League, um, especially he was only, he was in his forties, I believe, at that period. Yeah, he was pretty close to forty, <laughs> yeah. I think. And you know, there's some uh, contention over whether he scored his goal, but you know, like, good <laughs> yeah. on him. Like, and it brought you know a buzz and excitement mm. in the media. So yeah, no, it was it was good times. And then back on your career, you uh, ended up moving to Power Hills Knights, and during that period, you made you knocked up your four hundredth game. What was it like um, for you to to reach? To reach that uh, 400th game there at Power Hills Knights, yeah, no, like a huge honour, and, and they, they were a fantastic club. And you know, it was a hard decision for me to leave Adelaide City back in those days. But I went back to you know Power Hills to well, not back to Power Hills, but I went back to a northern club because mm. I've got a huge passion for for the north. The north, you know, yep. still hasn't you know won the top league, and, and you're given how long you know the league's been around for a northern team never to to win that, you know, so. I headed there with that, um, you know, mindset that I was going to be, you know, part of and drive that that club to success. And um, you know, we got close. We finished second the first year I was there, and we bombed out in finals, unfortunately. But um, yeah, so they were very good to me, and you know, helped me celebrate that 400th game. They, you know, contacted the media, presented a shield, had my family in the yeah. change room before the game, and you know, my girls got to to walk out with me in their mascot outfit. So. Yeah, the Parry Hills days were were, were excellent, um, and yeah, I still very humble for what they did for me for my 400th. What's it like when you have to coach against them now um, as a coach? Well, I think you sort of you know I've listened to you know other coaches talk, and you, literally all you want to do is your team to be successful, and you know there is probably a bit of you know. Um, feeling for the other team and you don't want to mm. you know to see them you know, do poorly but when it becomes you know one-on-one situation you always want to win so yeah <laughs> I don't love them as much as I used to <laughs> fair enough um but always, that moment there will always have a um a spot in your heart obviously because there's a big uh, big uh milestone you never forget things like that yeah no definitely and again you know and it, it was good like the whole time I had and my daughters still talk about that stuff as well you know like yeah. so when you just you know like you obviously you, you feel selfish and you play for yourself but how it you know it touches your family and you know how proud those sort of things make you know everyone involved in your life um mm. yeah no it's fantastic and as a goalkeeper you um some some games you might not have to do any work at all, so it can get quite boring in goals by yourself. Um, did you ever find it uh, to be boring in goals? I wouldn't say boring. You know, like goalkeepers, as they say, are a bit crazy. So there's always something running yep. through my mind, or you know, some some sort of thought process <laughs> in what I what I was doing. I think you may not be uh, may know where I'm leading with this question, though. But um, <laughs> I've heard that there was a certain thing you used to do during the games when not much was happening. You used to do some push-ups, yeah, in the goals. Yeah, I don't know how it, I don't know how it came about in a way. But um, when I was younger, there was a goalkeeper here, yeah. uh, Matthew Peace. He was. Um, he was pretty eccentric and he used to do some things and I see how much joy that he brought to the crowd and, you know, like the kids and, yeah. and things like that. He had a lot of character and, you know, he um like he 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 was interesting. So when I went to, to Adelaide City, Damien and I had a conversation and, you know, as we got better there, um, it was you weren't in the game all the time, so he said you you need to work out mm. something and how you you're going to stay involved and how do you <laughs> make sure that you concentrate. So I started to do a you know a little routine, a few push-ups, a couple of somersaults, and um, <laughs> you know a few dives back and forth, and you know, it 
just took off from there and uh, you know I people would go why did you do it I was like oh, I'm not really sure but you know in hindsight I probably look back at those days now and I added extra pressure on myself you know the crowd loved it they loved to yeah. you know see characters they loved to see you know people you know performing and um, <laughs> it put extra pressure on me then to make sure I saved, saved the ball <laughs> when it came down because if you didn't save it and you've acted like the way you, I was acting um, you know like people will give it to you I love it because when I heard that I was like that's in- that's a, a different thing to do. You don't see much of that these days with goalkeepers. No, and, and I think the whole character, you know, aspect um, as it went on and further and further, you know, um, Damien and Bob Datavi at the time said, I um, stopped doing it, you know, like, so it started to, <laughs> to irritate people and it didn't look professional and, you know, that character aspect sort of started to, to yeah. go out of the game, unfortunately. Talking about characters as well, in the local game, we've got one character in the, in the NPL, a um, little bit different to what you were doing never does push-ups during the game but Lewis Moss um was known for in the in the FFA Cup game against Adelaide United to pour a bit of water on uh, the ball for Ben for Ben Halloran before he took the penalty did you ever do things like that as well back in your day (laughs) not too much there and I I listened to the podcast and I said it's very clever well done good on you Louis um but yeah you've tried to get in the in the opposition's mind you know and um I remember, you know, taking or having penalties taken against me and, you know, doing the chicken dance or, you know, like just trying to move, stand on, you know, you've got to try and get in the head because yeah. you, you can't make things easy for them. Why would you try and make things easy? So, you know, you do need to try and think outside the square a, a few times. So, yeah, like it's all part of the game. I love it. That's saying different. And um, I wish someone could bring that back in the uh in the maybe Lewis Moss, if he's listening, um, he can he can bring that back to the game and get some push-ups. Yeah, well, one one of my best mates is Lukey Osby, who plays for Metro. So um, yeah, Lukey's probably you know the um, the guy to do it for me. <laughs> well, we might have to hit him up to, to do that for us in uh, his next couple of games, maybe. And uh, you finished your career on, on the four hundred and ninety games. Now you're a coach. Was that ever a thing to, for you to move into coaching? No, I never thought I would be a coach, to be fair. Um, I thought I'd be involved in football all the time. I thought, you know, potentially I'd move into goalkeeper coaching and and be, you know, involved in that way or create a goalkeeper academy. Um, But, yeah, my my intention was never to to go into coaching, to be fair. How did it come about when you um, ended up moving to Patriots? Yeah, so I, um, you know, Joe Mullins started to plant the seed towards the end of my career. He said, you know, um, you know, the people that say the least make potentially the, the best coaches and I was never you know one to talk tactically about games yeah. or anything I was absorbed a lot of information um you know and I wish in hindsight I knew that I would potentially go into coaching because I would have <laughs> I would have taken a lot more notes from people and worked out how how it how it worked um throughout my career but um I after I finished so played in the 2016 grand final then we moved uh moved to back to Parry Hills to become yep. the goalkeeper coach. Um, the coach at the time, Daryl Avery, he was getting married in um, in Asia somewhere, so he had to take three or four weeks off. Mm. And he then asked me to take over the first team. Um, and, and we had a decent enough team. You know, had Alex Matthew Mullins, Sanaski. Um, it, it was a decent, like Shane Tobias, I think, was there as well. So decent players, decent team. Um, and I could just see the group responding to me, the way I went about things. And... I had some very good coaches, you know, that I played under Joe Mullen, Damien Murray, um, Dave Miller um, was my goalkeeper coach and mentor, Albie Kidd when I played here yep. at Elizabeth City. So I had a lot of good coaches. So, you know, it's 
I started to think more and more about, you know, moving into that coaching sort of in world. And, you know, I took those games at Power Hills. We won a couple and then the opportunity to, to come to Playford came up. My, um, my father-in-law had, you know, still been a keen Playford supporter. Um, you know, they weren't doing fantastically well. So, you know, the opportunity to talk to the chairman um, came about and we uh, we had a chat and the rest is history, as they say. <laughs> and in your first year, or you played, you coached uh, eight games in 2017, and but then the, uh, the first full year, 2018, that was in the State League 2 as well. Um, but that year is the year that you got promotion. You won promotion for uh, Patriots, now that's in the State League 1, and you've been there ever since that um, promotion. And So what was that like to, to really... Have your full season there and build it up and then be able to be rewarded with the promotion at the end of it. Look, it, it was tough. So, you know, I think they'd finished ninth that previous season. Mm. So, you know, there wasn't, you know, a, a good foundation. So I set about, you know, trying to create a culture. I tried to, you know, um, create a belief around the group that we can be successful. Our aim that season, you know, um, people laughed that was to play finals. Yep. Um, you know, my intent was always to get promoted and that we would get promoted. We had an extremely young team. Um, we didn't have any big names. We probably had, you know, half or a quarter of the budget of everyone else had. Yeah. But I had a drive. Um, I needed good people around me. I needed people that believed in what I was trying to do. And we worked out, you know, strategies to play on um, different grounds against different teams. And the boys really bought into it. Mm. We set individual goals. We set team goals. And we just went about our business. And when I look back at that team, I just, I think, you know, you know how proud I am. You know, we, we were such a young group. Um, but to be able to, you know, achieve that w was a fantastic outcome. I do remember that year because that's the first year I got involved in local soccer with um, Up in the Hills. I was uh, volunteering at a community station up there, radio station, and I was co uh, commentating a couple of games of Adelaide, uh, Adelaide Hills Hawks, and they were fighting so hard the first year back in Set League 2 to get up and win promotion the first year in there. But you guys made it very difficult for them, and then you guys won the promotion. Um so it was. It's a very hard for um, a hard fighting league, State League Two, because everyone wants to get out of there and move up to State League One, especially the teams that get relegated that first season. So, what was it like coaching against these teams that have so much fight and passion in them, like uh, the Adelaide Hills Hawks? And yeah, and, and the they like. were like you know, for memory, were very experienced as well. And mm. you know, they had like where we didn't have any you know experience, but our probably you know, average age would have been nineteen twenty. So you know, to yeah. create resilience and to create you know. Um, I guess confidence in, the, in those boys when they're coming up against really tough, appoint, uh, um, tough opponents that have got a lot more experience. It, it was really difficult, but you know, again, the boys really bought into it, and yep. um, we, we had a strategy, and the boys implemented it. It was fantastic, and it's good to see. Now you're in State League One. You've been doing well there for the last few years. You've missed out on promotion just slightly to the NPL a couple times now. How how proud of you of this team now to? Come from State League Two in your first uh, full year as coach, and now being so close to getting promotion into the top league, the NPL. Yeah, the, one of the proudest things is there's still a few boys that have been involved in that initial team when yep. I first got here, and, and they're still involved in, and they're playing and starting in our starting eleven, which is which is good. So you know, I've tried to build a northern club with northern boys that mm. you know buy it into you know what I'm trying to do and achieve here. Um, last year was obviously disappointing. We were up a few times against Modbury um, in the finals and ended up 
bound out on penalties, which was, you know, it was hard to take at the time. We, we thought we were potentially, you know, if we could get over Modbury, we'd be able to sneak into to the grand final and, and get that automatic promotion. So, yeah, it was disappointing, but, you know, it is what it is. And, and you know, the boys have refocused and hopefully we can do it this season. And this is a big year for you as well, 2022. Hopefully you can. You've got a lot of tough teams in this league now um, because you get the big teams from... The NPL that get relegated, you've got Cro- uh, LA Croatia and also LA Blue Eagles that come down. So that makes that difficult. But then you've got teams like Modbury Jets that have just got an, a great team with some of the best players um, in not only South League One, but the Sergio Melter winner from last season in, from LA Blue Eagles. Um, is there as well, so it makes it difficult, doesn't it? Yeah, no, it's an extremely difficult league, and you know, to, to you, you have to turn up every week. The, the difference between the top teams and the bottom teams is quite, it's quite small, and as you get better, and I, I tell the boys about small margins, is that you know you've got to stay out things for, for a longer period of time than, than the others. And if you're off slightly, and we've been mm. off a few times already this season, is you get punished. And whether you're playing the top team or you're one of the bottom teams, you need to continue to perform um, week in, week out. And that's probably where we're starting to struggle this season at the moment. It's just that consistency. And right now, you're, um, you've pretty much played... You've, done, you've coached four years, four, uh, four full years as a coach. And... Now you're about halfway through a season. You also did the other season. So roughly five years as a coach now, um, for all for uh, the Patriots. And during that period, you've won two coaches of the year. That's a pretty big achievement. In your first four, four and a half, five years, you've you've won that twice um, already. What was that like for you to get to to be awarded that? Yeah, no, huge accolade again, and I guess obviously it's it's voted on by fellow coaches. So yep. you know to be recognised, like to be a coach is hard, <laughs> and to you know I guess to pick a team up from where I've picked this team up, and then you know transition yep. and, and to be recognised and acknowledged by you know other people um, that know how hard coaching is, and you know we haven't. Um, you know, been able to compete with some of the bigger teams in terms of you know signings and and money and things like that. But you know, things are starting to turn here. The club is is now you know headed in the right direction. But it's um, to win those things. Yeah, it's a fantastic yeah. achievement. So you won it in the set league two in your um, first four years as a coach, um, and you also won it in uh, the set league one. So next next one is the NPL. Well, it would be nice to get a hat trick, wouldn't it? You know, <laughs> if we can get ourselves out of out of this league, and you know, then obviously, when I first came here, I said, you know, I want us to win the Premier League, and I still continue. Like the Northern thing yeah. for me is the huge driver. There's so many good players out here. There's so many good aspects about the North. I want the North to be successful and I want the yeah. North to be at the top of that Premier League. Do you see yourself being here for a long period? Well, hopefully, you know, like, again, this is my fifth full season. Like, it's a, it's a drain, you know, I've yeah. got a life, I've got a family, um, but I've got a huge amount of passion and commitment to, to this club and, you know, the board are working extremely hard off the pitch. They're, they're doing a fantastic job now to, you know, give, get us more resources and, you mm. know, better um, facilities and, you know... Hopefully, you know, I, I said when I first got here, a handshake deal is like, I'll be here for as long as you want me to be here. And if you don't like me, you know, give me a, give me a tap. And, um, and if I've I had enough, I'll give you guys a tap. And uh, during your period at Patriots, you also had um, someone who's now a player coach, John Onegas in the State League 2 at Modbury Vista. He um, came here as a player. You signed him as a player. And also he, was, uh, he claimed to be your assistant coach as well. 
What was that, what was that like uh, having him at the club? Look, I love Nego. He's he's one of my best mates as well. And um, you know, I had needed to try and get him over the line. The only way I could get him over the line was to to pull the money from the assistant coach and, <laughs> and his wage together. So you know, I made him believe that he was the assistant coach. But um, nah, he he was great for me. You know, he was great for the boys. Someone with that much experience, that much history of winning things. You know, he, he can only add benefit. And um, you know. I do, you know, miss that aspect of him not being around. But yeah, you know, he was fantastic help for me. So he was actually your assistant coach. He was definitely yeah. my assistant coach. Yeah, yeah, he definitely was, man. Was it a good impact having him on the on the team as well? Was he really good as a coach? Yeah, look, the boys really listened to him. He was able to, you know, obviously I played in goals and he played on the pitch. He, you know, then he can add different elements. Yep. He can, you know, talk about, you know, different different parts of his learning and and then you know relate to them in a different way so making sure you have different you know thought processes um was good yeah and i just want to talk about uh, a a running um twitter uh, twitter thread he's got going at the moment coaching is fun and tune in next week for an update on coaching funness so he's been doing that for about a couple of months now and every week, it's a quick update, and one week goes, it's shit, and then it goes back to, oh, it's actually really good because he won that week, and it's keep going back and forth, and lately it hasn't been too good. Yeah, no, it's a brutal world, and, you know, like, when you win, like, you get that buzz, and, you you know, the sense of fulfillment is, yeah. is amazing, but when you, um, you lose, you, and, you know, he's a proud person like I am, you take everything on your shoulders, and you take full responsibility, you yeah. don't try and shirk that responsibility, so when you lose, it feels like, you know, the end of the world's not too far away um unfortunately <laughs> i do love um seeing those updates every week it's become a regular thing now that i look out for every time he uh, he coaches and you've tuned uh, t- chimed in a couple of times as well yeah yeah we're good mates as i said and you know it's um yeah we, we get to share you know i guess stories at the moment but mm. yeah he, he's a funny guy he's a he's very dry and uh yeah but yeah he's he's extremely funny and intelligent guy as well he's, he people don't realize how smart nego is he's, no he's super smart he is very smart as well mm. I remember from the chat we had we were there for a couple of hours chatting we had to make it two parts obviously that's why but um anything else from that chat do you want to correct or is it all accurate what he said um <laughs> that's about it i think he did say i was the best looking teammate he had so that that part was correct as well oh, okay. so, yeah, yeah. i just wanted to get clarification on that one <laughs> before we let you go uh ben i've got to quickly do the questions i do every single guest i have on the show the kicking it questions you're probably across it now because you've um you've heard a few of the episodes but um the first question is, who would you love to kick it with on the park? Anyone in the world? Anyone in the world. My favourite two people um, were goalkeepers, obviously. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I grew up idolising Neville Southall. Um, so he played for Everton and he was the Welsh national keeper. So I would love to be able to, to play um, on the park with him. And Edwin van der Sar, he, um, mm. you know, the amount of class and elegance that he brought to goalkeeping. Um, you know, yeah, he was another standout for me. And uh, who would you love to kick it with on a Saturday night and watch some football with? Anyone in the world? I'd have to get my old Adelaide City team back there. I don't think, oh, you know, the, the, the uh, Nick Budins, you know, David Palladino, Jace Cummings, Freddie Ages, uh, <laughs> probably bring Nego along as well if he, if he was around. Jordy Darcy, those are my favourite boys. Man. I, I wouldn't be able to separate them out. So the whole team? That'd be well, cool. most of the team. I don't know about Pez. I reckon he, he would get angry <laughs> if, we, if we were trying to relax too much. <laughs> oh, mate, that sounds great. And uh, I think Nigo would add a bit of, uh, bit of colour. 
to the night, wouldn't he? Yeah, definitely. Ice coffees would be say, uh, yes. would be there, but um, the night will be sponsored by Farmers Union Ice Coffee. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> you could do some push-ups, and he'll be drinking ice coffee. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. <laughs> but mate, it's been um, a pleasure having you on the uh, on the podcast and talking about your career. Um, there's so much I could talk about. I wish I could, but I've got to let you go to training. It's good to have you on this uh, on this show. Hopefully, we can chat further about your career at some point as well. And uh, Get to know a little bit more. I'd love to talk about the, the time in Wales as well. Yeah, no, that, thank you, mate. I like, really appreciate, I guess, all that you do um, for the game. Like it's people like you that you know they make it all worthwhile. So thank you for your time. Um, thank you for coming out here, and yeah, look forward to having a chat again. Thank you, mate. I appreciate you uh, inviting me out here to the club, um, to the club rooms, and be able to see all the trophies in the flesh, and also your nice shiny one right there from uh, 2018 as well. Uh, thank you, mate. That was Ben Moore, the coach of Playford Patriots in the State League 1. Make sure you subscribe to Kicking It Local wherever you get your podcasts so you can get a taste of the SA football community. Plus, follow at Kicking It Local SA on Instagram and Twitter so you don't miss any of the action. See you soon.